0: to season four of performing the arts yes the opening up season four i said it was season four, four uh beforehand but i wasn't sure but this is a new show and this is a new season but what the hell uh joining me today is a singer actress rita and, and you just told me your last name too it's rita pascalo
1: basilico it's okay
0: that's close yes but pa- basilico okay there we go Uh, see, as I said, she's an actress and singer in New York City. Uh, I've known her for like the past couple of years, but we haven't really officially met because of uh, not only I had either class or job uh requirements, but the times I saw she was actually playing and the times I actually saw her like posting her stuff on I was about to say Twitter on uh, Instagram stories and stuff like that, you sing like really, really well. So, Rita, how did you get into the performing arts and and just singing in general?
1: Uh, Well, you know, ever since I was young, uh, my mom, she put me in community theater, um, but I was also lucky that my family is very animated, and uh, we have been like secretly doing improv since I was a child. Uh, during the table at, like, dinner, we do imitations. Uh, so little did I know it was all prepping me uh, for now. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. we just love, like, my whole family, we love singing. My dad loves to sing. Uh, we all love music and stuff. They actually, they don't do that. That's not their professions. But um, they really appreciate the arts. And once I did theater uh, in the community, I was, like, I was hooked. Uh, and I wasn't yeah. a really... Great singer growing up, I must say. It was only until after high school I was like more confident with myself and I was like finding my own style. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But I've always loved to do it.
0: Yeah, I noticed that even if, if, if it's after high school or even during college, that's when you start finding the stuff that you kind of excel at. It's like, even though when I was growing up, it's like, oh, I want to be an actor, that sort of thing especially in high school it's like, oh, you know, you have a nice voice, all that stuff. But when you go to college and all that stuff, it's like, you gotta find your own like self-worth and finding your own like training and whatnot. Uh, was there like a special, I won't say like a special movie, but was there like a performance that kind of like sparked you into going into singing? Because you said that, you, you just said that you were finding your voice and stuff like that. Was there like a singer that you were listening to that that was kind of like uh, not reminding you of yourself, but just like giving you giving you the inspiration to actually keep on going forward with singing?
1: Yeah, because uh, like in high school, I was doing a lot of choruses, and I, uh, I went to Catholic school, so we were always singing at the masses. So I think from doing that, even though it was fun, I was like, you're singing so proper, you're not really, you know, doing your own style. So once I found rock and roll, I was like, this is the thing that I want to do. So I would say like, maybe when I discovered Janis Joplin, I just really admired how, you know, she didn't really care about sounding nice. She just sang. And uh, I feel like so many singers today have this problem where they they just want to sing nice and we kind of miss that passion and mistakes that I think make uh, singing so interesting to listen to and uh you know so i would say uh the rock definitely made me want to continue to sing and be like maybe i can kind of sound like this without damaging my vocal cords completely yeah but because
0: janet because janet chaplin has a distinct and unique uh singing style and and she did it with in her own gusto way so it's like you don't it's like the same thing with uh uh lemmy from motorhead he had his own very own uh distinctive voice style which was very gravelly and stuff like that and you know i'd be listening to motorhead and like you know i'd be like please don't do lemmy please don't do lemmy and then i'd be like the motorhead is like ah, damn it i can't do lemmy it's like you just it's like you want to try and emulate that style especially if you love that singer but at the same time it's like very very hard to do because it's their own natural voice or at least yeah. their own version of how or yeah their own version of how they sing uh and i do agree with catholic school because you know i'm a I'm catholic myself well i try to be catholic and <laughs> catholic problems uh hashtag catholic problems and and yeah i do remember uh performing in mass, uh mass i believe maybe once or twice especially for either uh I want to say either Easter or it was probably it was probably at the Easter uh, Sunday, uh, Easter services and the Christmas services because I remember being you know up on the 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 little stage thing and just singing a hymn or something like that and then going to sitting that back down all that stuff so yeah uh, especially in especially with uh, choirs it's a nice way to figure out if you want to keep on going with the singer or not, too. Uh, but yeah, going into, like going out of, uh, uh, yeah, going into uh, high school, were you still figuring out like that notion of singing or did it like literally just come after high school and was like, oh, you know, high school started, but I kind of like singing.
1: No, like, yeah, I, I've always been, been singing. Uh, so yeah, before high school, you know, I would do like the talent shows and stuff. Um, but you know, of course at that time too, I thought I was very good, but looking back, I had a lot to learn. Uh, that's why I say I don't think I really got strong vocally until after high school. Then I was like, okay, but I think, uh, you know, I got to that point because going into high school, when you're in that choir, it was uh, a choir you had to audition for. So everyone uh, was in the school. And uh, I would hear people who were better than me. And I was like, they sound amazing. What are they doing? So I would make sure to really listen closely to how they would pronounce vowels or just like their breath support. And I think from a mix of listening to better singers and uh, even like, you know, listening on your headphones, you can uh, just kind of hear how, certain people sing uh and what they're doing so i tried to make my own formula of what i like and what sounds good into uh this you know after high school uh style that i have developed um but yeah going into high school i knew i I did want to sing but uh i knew then going into high school i had a lot more to learn and i had to practice yeah uh you know uh go up
0: it's weird because uh i i remember vividly in junior high school that we were kind i was kind of being learned to tra- uh, to do like basic uh like basic uh, instruments like the uh the recorder stuff like that and i had a recorder at school and stuff like you know it, it was like basic stuff but when in high school uh my high school music teacher mr tam uh tam, um, may he rest in peace he actually allowed he actually got me into like what you just said before with the rock and roll that stuff too he's like he really helped me introduce rock and roll to me even though my brother you know even though he had like a lot of you know rock uh stuff like that it, i think it's like the the combination of him and also mr am like really helping me into rock and it's kind of sad it's like if i had Known this too, is like he also had his own little um, uh, music uh, club too, where it was like, you know, he actually, because I actually remember him performing a con, well, not necessarily a whole concert, but it, like his club actually performed a concert piece for like a big concert for the school. And I was like, you know, if I had known this, I probably would have done this with him. And it's like, even though I, you know, I don't know that much about singing, I mean, singing or just playing music in general, I probably could have just been, like, off the sidelines just playing, like, a bass guitar or something like that. Something that isn't, like, hard to do. It's just like, well, I'm not saying bass guitar is, like, hard to do, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I do think that high school is a way of, or or just school in general, is a way to allow you to actually get into music even if you aren't in music because you know you have friends who listen to music you know it's like oh you know it's like lunchtime they'll just l- listen to music i was like oh what do you listen to well i'm listening to the the new uh Eminem, or i'm listening to the new jay-z or i'm listening to the new uh, lady gaga that sort of thing too it's like it's very easy to discover new music because of your friends especially in high school and, and especially going into college too you have a whole department like literally at your disposal even if you go into uh, music. Even if you aren't like a music major, you still have a music sub, uh, a a minor to do in music. So you still have that to do. Even if you aren't feeling yourself, oh, you know, musically, I feel like I want to do something musically, but I don't feel like I don't want to do it majorly. I want to do it on my own time. So I'll just do it as a minor. And then the minor is like, it's very like, uh, I remember I had to take a music class uh, last year for one of my requirements, and one of my classmates, I believe, she was part of the, I think, what was it, the uh, Maca- uh, Macaulay? Was oh, Macaulay?
1: yeah, yeah, the honors or something.
0: Yeah, the, the honors thing. And she said, Well, I'm not really part of the music program here, but I have to talk to. The music department and actually to talk to to actually get approved to a lot of these uh classes too especially if i'm just doing it as a minor too and yeah at, at brooklyn college it's like you had to talk to someone in the music department even if you were doing like a, a, a music major because they needed to plan out everything because even if you were say oh i'm gonna do like singing so that's a lot of singing and there's a lot of like uh steps you need to do with singing too. Because oh, it's not like, oh, you need to just do, oh, singing. There's like breath control classes, there's like solo classes, there's like opera classes or stuff like that. If you're doing something like guitar, you gotta know how to learn the guitar again. You know, there's like basic guitar, I love advanced guitar, you know what I mean? Intermediate guitar, advanced, that sort of thing too. So, even if you are going to music, shit, what was Oh yeah, uh, yeah, even, I'm losing my train of thoughts here, sorry. Sorry folks. Uh, yeah. Even if you are going to music, there's always got to be a lot of, um, uh, ways of going into music. Sometimes it's from friends, sometimes it's from staff, faculty, especially from school, high school, that sort of thing. And family too, because, you know, you, you mentioned that your your family was like really big, even though they weren't like singers, like they weren't like professionally singers, they still love to sing. They still love the, like really entertain that sort of thing too. Uh, Growing up, uh, do you remember, your like family doing like not necessarily skits, but do you remember your family doing like uh, concerts of their own self, where it's like, oh, you know, it's the family barbecue. We'll just sing like like some, Ameri- like some, like July Fourth type of songs, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, we're a loud Italian family, uh, mm-hmm. so you know, uh, Sunday dinners, whatever, there'll be some my dad would like to play in the morning Andrea Bocelli. You know, he would sing along with him, you know, big opera stuff. And uh so yeah, I mean, you know, we are just uh, we're very loud people. Uh so it's just oh yeah. We're always uh, you know, kind of poking at each other. Like I said, it's almost like we're always improving with each other. Uh and uh you Know we're all, I mean, we're always singing. Uh, my grandpa likes to do karaoke, so sometimes uh, when we get together, I will set up like karaoke for them and they'll sing uh, like old Sicilian songs. Uh,
0: ah, oh, nice, yeah. Uh, my uh, my grandmother, she was partly you know, uh, she was Italian and. Among other things, too, and I think Sicilian, uh, I think Sicilian, I think uh, my brother's still trying to figure out what a part of, like, what nationalities were, because we feel like whenever, whenever we learn about something about my family, like, he learns about something new about it. So it's like, oh, we're like, oh, we're Scandinavian now. It's like, wow, that's new. But I know that my grandmother always loved listening to music stuff like that too you know uh, and my grandfather too was you know uh my things just went out give me a second (laughs) sorry folks uh hang on speakers all right sorry about that folks uh my things just went off uh you can still hear me right
1: i can hear you still
0: yeah yeah okay thank you yeah uh and I just got rid of these things too recently, so I guess these don't last for like a couple of hours. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, my grandmother, she loved singing. I mean, not loved singing, but she loved hearing music, that sort of thing. And uh, I know my grandfather loved ABBA too, so they were always got that little ABBA uh, like thing where it's like, oh, they love listening to ABBA, that sort of thing too. And, and I know, my grandmother loved watching uh The sad thing is, like, she never got a chance to see my Greek, my fat Greek-American wedding, too, so she always watched the first one, so it's, like, it holds a lot of special things in her heart to that one. So, yeah, it, it, like, I, like I was saying before, family, friends, and even staff, they always bring some sort of uh, presence for you, especially if it's, like... Uh, Something like music, so yeah. Excuse uh, But... Yeah, uh, and especially Italian families, Italian families really do love to sing. Uh, like, I, I live across from an Italian couple. Every now and then, I would hear the guy, wherever he is, just, like, belting an opera song or something like that, just randomly. Like, after, like, maybe dinner, I'd be like, yep, okay, that's just... That's part of norm here and then afterwards you would be like he just goes back inside just randomly and it's like that like and especially when you're living in this portion portion of brooklyn too It's like uh you know i believe there was a cop who lived here who practiced uh the bagpipe so or yeah no the violin he practiced the violin no actually there was two people who there was one person who practiced violin and there was a cop who lived here who practiced the bagpipe. So every now and then, I would hear a bagpipe playing in the distance and then every now and then we'd hear the violinist playing in the distance too. So it was like, it's it's weird living in New York too. It's like, New York always has that very magical music uh, moment where it's like, you expect a lot of that music moments to happen in the city, but sometimes it's like very rare to hear that music moments you like, in the neighborhood you live in. but yeah. Like you have to expect to hear, you know, someone sing on their fire escape in Manhattan, like maybe in the uh, Midtown or something like that. Especially when it's like after midnight or something like that. Not like when it's like five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in uh, like Bushwick or something like that. So it's like very easy to hear music, especially in New York City, and especially somewhere that you don't uh, least expect to. Uh, But yeah, back to uh, your music thing in general. Uh, I know that you're also an actress, and I know you actually worked on Off-Broadway with The Office musical. Uh, I'm not sure who you play because I'm not really that good with The Office, but but I know you were actually promoting The Office musical on your stuff like that too. So how did that come about?
1: Uh, well, it was a, it was a journey. Uh, I, uh, had left college, uh, and I wanted to do music and I was doing a lot of, uh, music directing actually for like friends and stuff. And, uh, I had auditioned for the office. I think it was maybe my last semester I was in school and, uh, I didn't book it and then life happened, whatever I leave. And, uh, that year goes by, and uh, my friend asked me to act in something, and uh, I didn't really want to do it because I was like, I'm done acting, like, I didn't want to act anymore. Um, but I did it, and we actually, we won the festival. The oh, festival. nice. Uh, but after that, I was, like, telling everyone, I was like, this is the last thing I'm doing. I'm not acting anymore. I don't Yes. Like. Uh, all actors then, say
0: that, like, all actors say, this is the last thing, and then yeah. they're Hey, I loved you. Uh, I, I loved you in, in this performance. You want to do this other thing with me? I'm like,
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So fine. We respect it because it was literally like two weeks after that show that I was saying this. I got a call while I got, you know, they emailed me from the office. They still had my information and they needed an immediate replacement. So, you know, thankfully, like, I already knew all the callback material, I had it memorized. Uh, And I went in and I just really, I did not care. I was like, I, because, you know, I was like, I don't wanna act. So I'm gonna do what I can do. I'm gonna, and that's it. And I think by being relaxed and doing that, I think that's why I ended up, uh, you know, booking it. Um, Because I was confident with myself and I knew that if it wasn't going to work out, it wasn't going to. But uh, if it was meant to be, it would uh, happen. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I got so lucky. To have booked that, and it just kind of reignited my my love for theater and uh, acting. Uh, It was was a lot
0: of fun. But okay, uh, I I was gonna ask you more about the office musical, but I'll I'll, I'll get back to that in a couple minutes or a little while. Uh, How did you get into acting? Was it the same thing where it's like uh, was it the same thing with uh, where the the singing was helping you with because being on stage. Even as a singer, you do have that like stage presence where it's just like you love being on stage, you just love being being off the crowd, that sort of thing. Did you want to uh, uh, explore acting because you've been on stage before or were you always an actress?
1: Uh, I'd say I was always an actress. You know, I was in the school shows and whatnot. Um, But I I actually didn't do like theater or music in college. I was an English major. Uh, my last thing there, I put on my own musical, and uh, I was seeing a different side to the production, so I didn't really, again, like, I kind of lost that I want to act thing, and, you know, it's so hard to act, too, trying to book your own auditions, especially on not yeah. uh, So at that time, I didn't, and uh just getting tired of it, and I was like, maybe music is better. It comes more naturally, and I think it was, you know, easier. Uh, but yeah, then, you know, just booking the office, like, that, um, I was like literally thrown into perform six times a week, uh, memorize your lines within the week. It was like okay, okay. Uh, yeah, like I gotta do it. I cannot not do it. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of like even though acting is can be stressful sometimes, I was like just reminded of you know when it is like crunch time and you just gotta be prepared. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun being on stage and. Um, yeah, especially musical. I wasn't really into musical theater. I was doing just acting stuff. I went to, um, Lee Strasberg and uh, Stella Adler for a little bit, uh, not yeah. like, you know, full years, but a few semesters each. And uh, it was just straight acting, you know, there wasn't, uh, too much musical theater. I didn't really like musical theater, to be honest. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, especially, you know, being musical. I was very picky about soundtracks and whatnot uh so there was another thing coming into this musical world I was like I have a lot to learn about musical theater um but it's yeah musical theater is so fun and I think especially doing a comedic show uh I got to play about like six or seven different characters oh wow um, yeah and you're just constantly running around the whole time you know uh Singing and dancing. It was like things I had never done before. I'm not a dancer. I had to learn like a little tango, a little ballet. Like it was my part had the most dancing. Uh, so it was quite a challenge. Um, but yeah, in high school, I, I didn't really do musicals. It was, it was all acting. Uh, but I'm glad to have found musicals again. Ah.
0: it's fun. Yeah, I, I think uh, That's the thing is like I have like the weirdest thing with musicals is like I love watching musicals, but I don't feel like I have the the like the energy to be in a musical, even though I'm a very hyperactive person. It's like anybody who has met me, like you like you like you should be like Brian, you should be tired. It's like it's like ten o'clock and we've been here for like ten hours. It's like, eh, not really. Uh, and I'm just like like really, really hyperactive. But I feel like if I was in a part of a musical, I feel like I probably wouldn't be the musical type because one I don't know if I had the voice for it and two even if I did have the voice for it how would I sell myself with that voice too because I know that's another thing where, especially as a singer is that you need to market yourself with your voice but how do you market yourself with a vo- with your voice when people have essentially marketed their voices in a way that makes them you know. Uh, yeah, marketable. So, uh, yeah, tell me more about the the, the office musical because you just mentioned that. Oh, you you know you had like a week or so to memorize all your lines, and I and the, the weird thing is like with a musical, I, I assume it's like the like I assume it's like oh you got to memorize your lines, but also memorize the songs you have to do too. So how was that? So. Do you have the same process of remembering your lines? Whereas as, as, as an actor, you're just like, oh, remember yourself. You remember, as an actor, well, sorry, as an actress, remember your lines as an actress, you know, following your head is like a teleprompter and you be able to do it like that. But when it comes to memorizing songs, especially in a, a musical, how, did, how, is that, like, how is that process?
1: Well, I mean, with The Office, it was a very abnormal situation uh, because I was cast on a Saturday and then our first rehearsal was Monday and then I was supposed to perform on Friday. Uh, So there wasn't even like a process to go through. It was just memorize as soon as you can in any way you can. Uh, So I was freaking out. Uh, Luckily, I had another actor who was in the same situation as me. uh, So we really helped each other And i never really you know i would ask people to read lines but like we had to go through the whole show together like we did for like two days we had recorded the audio of the show i would like just talk with the audio uh learning the songs it was just i don't know how i did it but it it happened because uh like i said before like it was just something that had to be done there was just no excuse you had to know your stuff by friday uh so, I mean, I was writing down lines like a thousand times. I would, uh, you know, go through my script, highlighting, writing notes. Uh, Cause stage directions too, I I had to know, I was just, you know, filling in for someone else who was leaving. So yeah. I wanted to know where the props went. I had to know everything. And uh, I, for the first weekend, I had a sheet of paper with uh, just entrances and exits and costume changes. Uh, because like I said, I was playing so many characters and uh, I there was like over maybe over 20 costume changes I had throughout the show. It's, uh, it's quite a lot. Uh, so memorizing which character you're in and then sometimes you're doing it yourself. Sometimes someone's helping you. So yeah, I was able to memorize the lines by Friday and, you know, do, uh, the stage stuff, but I was, uh, backstage, I would take out my sheet and like go to the blue light and try to read what character I was next. Uh, but thankfully after the first
0: night i was like okay i know it <laughs> uh yeah. uh it, it's it, it's weird especially is like uh, i've been with uh actors and who kind of like who replace other actors in the in a span of like maybe a couple days before a performance or maybe even a week before performances it's, it's very hard for them because they have to remember a lot of these lines especially if it's like a very very long scene as it is or and especially if so yeah i do understand like the pressure that you have at the same time as an actor or before or rather as a performing honest you really have to uh you really have to learn how to essentially Work your own nervousness that you have about what's been happening into your like energy, into like memorizing all that stuff. Because by the time it's like so day, it's show day. It's like all that nervousness kind of like goes out the window because you're just like, you know, the first day, like, the first night it might be a big muck up, but it's gonna be a fun muck up too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. So, and for some reason my thing tells tells me I'm running out of time, even though I even though there's two people in here. Uh. Uh, the Wonders of Zoom, so this might be able to split into two parts just by the way it is, so. Uh, uh, so I know that you actually performed in Woodstock, or not necessarily like Woodstock itself, you know, that would be yeah. amazing if you actually were performing in Woodstock, but you performed in the town of Woodstock for a, we, a band. Yeah, um, we performed
1: probably- in...
0: How did that come about?
1: Uh, again, it was just a weird, uh, you know, chain of events that led to this. Uh, I go to this place every year. It's like this tiny, kind of not-so-nice Italian resort upstate, <laughs> and, uh, it's right by the Woodstock Museum, you know, right where it all happened, uh, Bethel, because it didn't, Woodstock didn't happen in Woodstock, uh. And uh, I loved, you know, I love that culture. I love uh, the hippies and uh, rock and roll. And uh, I would go to the site every year. And two of my friends who I've made throughout the years, because it's the same people every year who go upstate to this week. We all have timeshares. You know, they one day were driving around Bethel and they saw this woman with paintings outside. And they went up to her and they befriended her. And she was like this awesome artist. She was like, you know, she used to live in the city, then she moved upstate. So my friend was like, you have to meet this woman, you know? And I was like, okay. So I met her and she was saying how her son who's a professional musician, she was like, he's organizing an event uh, at our church across the street. They're going to do an electric chapel uh, for Woodstock 50. Uh, oh. there's gonna be A big event in the town, you know, uh, for this, for the anniversary of the next year. And, uh, she was like, you know, we'll keep in contact, like, we'd love you to be a part of it if you want. And, uh, yeah, then, you know, the year passed and once Stock 50 was coming up and, uh, you know, thankfully, you know, we stayed in touch and, uh, yeah. I was able to be a part of that event. Um, but there was like a few different events going on. There was an event at the actual museum, which was like Santana. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> We I mean, were I think we were performing on the same night as Santana which obviously you know people are going to go see Santana.
0: Yeah, uh, it's uh <laughs> again again talking about your nervousness is like oh uh, like oh I'm performing a concert and it's like you know there was another concert that's going to be on the same night It's like oh who is going to be with Elton John I'm like oh okay. Oh
1: my god,
0: yeah. So I was like you know <laughs> it's like oh okay, I I understand. But if you don't want to see Elton John, you know, come to see us. It's like we're cheaper. And we, you know,
1: exactly. It's more it's
0: like we're, 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 we're cheaper, but also you know, get some beer at the, at the show, too. I'm pretty sure you don't be able to get beer out at John's
1: company. Yeah, it'd be like $20. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was still nice. You know, there still was people who came and around the corner, I think it was called Henry's Inn or something. It's a, apparently the famous bar that they all had the after party at for Woodstock. Uh, so they had a stage there and uh, there was also another event there and people were just you know with a whole bunch of like ex-sippings uh it was very cool and uh
0: yeah it was a it was a lot
1: of fun I, I liked just being there and you know being a part of that celebration um because I know yeah. they tried to do an actual festival and it fell through yeah
0: so it, it wasn't uh it wasn't as best as they possibly could especially with Woodstock yeah but- Wanted to do it like Woodstock fifty and like the la- like the f- the last ca- la- last time that happened that Woodstock happened, uh well there was, uh, was a lot of problems, but uh <laughs> yeah. a lot of the problems. Especially in terms of that Woodstock. Uh and I'm talking about Woodstock ninety nine too. So. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Their twenty fifth anniversary.
0: Yeah, uh and the the Woodstock fifty thing, it would have been they try to get a lot of this stuff to happening down, but because of uh not only people saying oh yeah, like well we could do it but it was mostly about getting i believe sponsors and also a place to do the concert so
1: yeah
0: it's like if you're gonna try and do a big concert for like three three days you need to have a, like some big space to do it and they couldn't find the, the space and because no one really wanted to do another woodstock there so it was like but being in that town especially as a singer how did I feel especially singing in a place like Woodstock even though it wasn't Woodstock itself but being, but feeling that spirit and feeling the same type of energy that you talked about with uh your favorite singers and stuff like that was it a special type of like performance where it's like I feel like I'm actually there without being there or was it just like something else
1: uh, yeah I you know it definitely was like a, a unique kind of experience uh because the energy there was it was strange for sure uh whether you know i don't think it was a negative kind of strange though uh because it was just people who were there and you know everyone's walking around and it's kind of like and not that you know you get transported back in time but it's weird to kind of mix the past with the present uh So it was very cool being there and uh, performing at the church, you know, uh, a lot of amazing musicians were there that day. So I did get to see a whole bunch of new talent and uh, just like, you know, people, like I was saying before, too, who didn't care about sounding pop or whatever. They were just singing from their hearts. Uh, So, yeah, we went, I mean, we we performed the best that we, we could, you know? I, uh, I sang my heart out, I had it so much fun. And uh, I had my sister there with me, my mom came. Uh, so we made a really nice event of it. And uh, yeah, it was just really special being there. And uh, I was just so happy to, to celebrate the 50th anniversary uh, in some way, because I knew I wanted yeah. to go upstate either way. I was like, I'm either gonna go see a concert or I will perform myself. So again, just so lucky that this uh, woman, you know, kept in contact with me. Um, yeah, and an amazing experience.
0: On that note, I will have to uh, stop you right here because I gotta probably do this again in a couple of seconds. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Less than
0: a minute because I, this is a good point to, uh, to stop ourselves, but right back, ladies. Sorry, everyone, but we're back now. Uh, where were we before? Oh yeah, uh, so you're performing in the town of where i mean where woodstock was not necessarily the actual place itself but yeah i would imagine it would be a very strange feeling to be in because you you know you're performing in a in a town only space that had two big uh concerts and there was one big concert coming up well one you know hypothetical concert coming up but because of you know even though we just talked about you now, which stock 50 didn't happen, but because of you know, but it was still in that space. Yeah, I, I would imagine there would be a very, very weird sense of not necessarily performance anxiety, but, but like a, a sense of like performance energy as you're about to perform. So yeah. Uh did You, uh, uh, but yeah, speaking of upstate New York, have you actually traveled more upstate New York and actually performed upstate New York?
1: No, so that was our only, uh, you know, performance upstate. We are a relatively new band. We formed last year. Maybe our first performance was end of June or something. That was our first show. Uh, So that was our first thing upstate. And uh, then we were doing shows, you know, in the city. And... Our next one was cancelled because yeah, COVID. thanks COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was the furthest we had uh, performed. Oh, I think nice. Cooperstown, but not with the band. <laughs> uh,
0: have you actually? Uh, have you guys actually performed outside of New York City, or I, uh, you know, i.e. out of New York State?
1: No. Or- yeah, we were just in the city. Uh, oh. You
0: know. oh. Okay. Because uh, I was was gonna actually. I'm pretty sure there was probably a place in Georgia, probably did, or maybe somewhere in like Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, that sort of thing, too. So, yeah.
1: uh, well, because, you know, I feel like to start traveling a little, even like to Philly or wherever, uh, we, I think we needed more content out, you know, especially like a, yeah. more songs. I think we, because a lot of venues, too, you got to bring people. So I know I can't bring 20 people to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it sucks that, you know, we did have like this momentum going and, you know, there still is opportunities to do that online.
0: Yeah, um, but...
1: But for now, I love live performing. Like that's the way I get to know people. I love, you know, uh, just, yeah, after performances, you get to meet people. It's really fun. It's nice. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, but this is okay for good reason. You know, they're close for now. Um,
0: uh... And I do have to bring in the elephant room, the I had to do bring up the elephant in the room COVID, uh, so how much of your stuff was canceled for this year? Because I know back in March, I believe you were actually, I remember you actually posting about, oh, we have a conference coming up, that sort of thing. And Yeah. Yeah, so how much of your uh, essentially 2020 plans were can- like, how much was canceled and how much was able to be salvaged from those canceled plans?
1: I mean, yeah, everything. Because uh, I was still at the office, you know. Um, it's, <laughs> that was what I was doing every week. I was just performing and, uh, you know, it was all just put on hold. It was all now uh, stopped. The band show was canceled. Uh, um, and, you know, we were rehearsing maybe like up until two weeks before, like the shutdown, because we were still like, maybe, maybe it'll be okay. And then, you know, it was like, no, this is, we cannot perform. Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of things, bands, acting stuff got canceled. Um, but I guess, you know, we did try to, um, stay creative. I know I kind of went through yeah. different slumps. So it was hard to, you know, also stay creative and motivate other pe- people to be creative with you. Um, you know, luckily yeah. amazing people in the band and, you know, they were, all, uh, you know, their own understanding and, um, I had mentioned let's make like a video from home, which we did do. We made like one video from home, and they were all you know excited about it. They all did it, um, but we haven't made a video since. Uh, so I was kind of taking a little break from from band things right now. Uh, yeah, because it's just yeah, it's hard. I'm uh I just started a Twitch with uh, my drummer.
0: Oh so, nice.
1: We're gonna try to see that angle and maybe just build a fan base from the site, you know, because I think we definitely need to build a, a fan base as well. Um,
0: yeah, oddly enough, uh, performing on does type a Twitch now, I'm, but hopefully by the by the time I uh, publish this thing, Playing the Arts might have had its first stream, so fingers crossed. Oh. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I just started recently doing. I just started because I do have a couple of games on my computer that I do want to play and actually stream because I have Fallout New Vegas on the PC. I have Left 4 Dead 2. I mean, one and two. Uh, You know, there's other games I want to see if I can play too. But I know people love watching people who play. You know, uh, that sort of thing. Where it's like they. I know Fallout New Vegas still has a big fan base too, and especially someone who played the game a lot on the 360, it's going to be very fun to actually try and play it on PC, where it's like, oh, a lot of these people have you know, made, created mods, all that stuff, too. Uh, in terms of actually your Twitch channel, have you thought about like what type of like content you want to do on that, or is it just going to be like, oh, we're just
1: stream games
0: and like watch us play games, that sort of thing? Well,
1: there's like, um, I've been looking, there's a music community, it seems like. I'm fairly new to Twitch. We've, uh, my drummer has more experience with it. He's been doing it for a while. Um, but yeah, what we've decided, you know, we've done, a, our first drum was like only two weeks ago. So, but we had to prepare for it. Like we did trials with cameras and stuff and just microphones. So We have like a whole setup. Um, he has a, he has an awesome studio in Brooklyn, actually. Um, so what we've been doing is covers and, uh, sprinkling in last stream i think i sprinkled in like one or two originals um but a lot of people on twitch apparently they're doing covers and uh it's almost like a live piano bar um so people can spend money to like request a song um so we're not at that level yet because you know we have to get followers and everything but um you know hopefully Uh, over time we will be able to kind of have like a dueling pianos kind of situation on twitch um so that's for now and then of course you know maybe sprinkling in some band stuff too i do want to try to record stuff soon um you know
0: yeah Yeah. like even in lockdown and quarantine that sort of thing i like i miss i literally miss being out on stage, I miss beating off that energy. So, with that energy, I just go into writing because I do. I am a writer because I, you know, you know, I, I try and do my best with screenwriting. I try and do my best with playwriting, but I just do writing in general, especially as a creative, um, especially as a creative writer, because I'm always I always have a lot of story ideas. That sort of thing. So, yeah, I I understand you completely about missing the band and missing performing with the band. So it's like. You know, even if you have to take precautions about being in that space or being in a studio, making sure everyone's okay, you know, please do that, you know, please do that, you know, please take care of yourself and all that stuff. But it's a lot more difficult to do that, especially when it's uh, just by yourself. And, you you know, I don't doubt there are a lot of people who are struggling singers you know, solo singers, all that stuff, or just solo guitarists, or just soloists in general who have that problem of trying to go back in... in, in uh, Who have, yeah, who have that problem and trying to go back in the studio, especially since quarantine or the lockdown has officially started. So even when, even though we are kind of in the back, even though New York City is kind of back in terms of production, It's not like fully back, but you know, it's still limited. So I can understand people who were so used to going in the studios and singing their hearts out and being unable to do that, you know, they've been trying to find other ways to to, uh, get their voice out too, especially with uh, social media. And uh, have you have, uh, have you had experience with using social media to do your uh music itself like have you done like instagram live where it's like oh we're gonna be singing a couple songs from our new album or at least try and get that try and get people to watch get people aware especially what's been going on or has the social media just been like kind of like it's there but still not there and you kind of like supporting people who are on their social media trying to do the same thing
1: in between, perhaps more even being quieter on social media. I think during quarantine I only did a few random live streams for my own personal uh account. And it was like me playing the piano and singing cover stuff. Um But uh, it's with Instagram, the live, you know, it's it's strange doing the live because you know, I don't know. It's uh it's just a different thing that maybe I just need to yeah. to and I just have to get over.
0: Uh, I, I still don't understand the concept. I mean, I still don't understand the concept of Instagram Live, but I've seen people, my friends do it. I've seen, you know,
1: yeah.
0: actresses do it, you know, and they all do it very with Gus doing all that stuff. So even if I do that, I'm just like, it's, it's weird to do all that stuff. And then because I, I think when it boils down to, it, it needs to do with content and Especially now, it's like people are still trying to find content uh, you know, content within this, uh, I don't want to say uh, dilemma, but looking in this content and it's like almost content, content-less world almost of where it's like the stuff that you're very used to is like, you know, it's October now. I probably would have been, it's Saturday, I probably wouldn't go in to see a movie right now, yeah. especially with it being four o'clock. I probably going to see a movie in the movie theater, but because of, you know, restrictions and stuff like that, the movie theaters are closed, everything is closed. Performing on, uh, performing venues in general close, at least at, at the time of this recording. Uh, hopefully, by the time the recording has come out and stuff like that, I mean, this interview has come out, the performing venues in New York City have opened up, at least temporarily, and trying you know, to yeah. go back to normal. But, yeah, it's weird, especially with COVID and stuff like that. I've seen it's hard to put out content when there is a need for that content to be out. But how do you put out that content when you're trying to like really battle uh, a lot more than just just content itself? Because I, because people who are putting out that content, you know, they're doing it out of their own graces of their own hearts, all that stuff, especially every day, too. But they're still making sure that, you know, uh, they're still making sure everything is all taken care of. They're all, you know, they're not, like, sick or something like that. It's like, it's weird on social media, where it's just, like, social media, 15 years ago, it was still a recent thing. But now it's just, like, people make a lot of money from social media itself, especially singers, you know. Stuff. so it, it's weird now where social media you can practically make a career with social media, but also you you could just make a career with social media just on the sideline
1: yeah, it's wild uh yeah you know I've, like i like I've been trying to get used to social media uh, my friends and I actually yesterday we put out a song about twenty twenty and I felt <laughs> it was just all the emotions of this year, and you know I have been pretty quiet on social media um. And I, I mean, I've been blasting this one song. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, just this year, I'm like, if I'm going to make something and if I'm going to, you know, post, I want it to be really good. And uh, it took us a little while to, like, make this one song. But, you know, I think it was worth it at the end and approach it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, but it also took me a while to, like, want to be creative. And because, like you said, we're dealing with so much more than just putting Yeah. You know, uh, the, the world is, <laughs>
0: is the world is- Pardon my friends, but the world is a shithole, and because of what's been happening, it's like it's like the next four years there's gotta be even more of a toilet. Uh, I mean, not toilet, well, yeah, toilet, but more of a dumpster fire, or it's possible that fire could be put out and at least patched up, uh, patched up temporarily with some uh, with some flux tape or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm hoping it'll we will be okay, but it's like yeah, just right now, it's, it's crazy how this year it was like almost like one. A week would pass. Something else would come out. Another week would pass. There's also fires. Another week. Oh, and there's
0: also this. It was just yeah, one thing after yeah. It's weird how it's like this. The year started and like everyone was oh you know New Year, New Me, twenty twenty, all that stuff. And then it's like the moment we get into New Year, it's like oh we're going. We might have World War Three. And then it was like World War Three. Okay, no more And then it's like Australia has fires. I'm like okay, this is even weirder. And then. As you know, as about October, as January was just winding down, I'm like, okay, nothing's really happening badly, and then, unfortunately, Kobe Bryant, uh, Kobe Bryant, pa- you know, passes away. And yeah. That's like almost like the 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 tip of the iceberg, is it's like everything that had just like cr- cramped up in that January just came crashing down, and then suddenly it's like. Like, it just snowballed all the way down, 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 down to down to where it is right now. It's like, where it's like, can we continue? And it's like, there's like, I think with this election coming up too, is where it's just like, is this election, the rock in the road, where it's just like, oh, we could actually go back up that hill? Was is that rock, this guy, let us continue going on into that little downward spiral? But I feel like that's a different argument there. But yeah, it's weird how... And again, it's weird how even if you want a singer or something like that, performance artist in general, I've seen people just turn to TikTok into getting into a career like out of that and like springing their performance artistry with that, especially if they were like a YouTuber or something like that. If they were a YouTuber, it's like, oh, they have a TikTok now all that stuff. you know. And then it's weird how like social media is one allowing us to be it's all it's allowing us to be releasing that content but at the same time it also feels like it's holding us from releasing the content that we want to like really really uh give out because you you know i'm glad that you were able to do like a song that actually focuses on the plights of uh, 2020 and how like how much of it really how much of this year has really been been shitty for all of us, and how, and I can't wait to hear it too. um so it's like you need to have something to yeah just to finish with thought, there is a content there uh, people want to do content, right, but at the same time. People don't want to do content. They kind of let they do, and they just kind of let content-less stuff be put out, and that isn't really content. Like the content they would do for that content-less stuff is not the ones that they want to do. You know, they're pushing the idea of wanting to do their own thing, but because of what's been happening, it's like they're pushing another idea out.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, like it, like it's, it's crazy that yeah, people can make careers off of these apps. And I mean, yeah. good for them, you know, cause they crack some code and they're, you know, whatever. Freaking uh, Charlie Demello, she's probably making millions of dollars from her own home, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, yeah, like you said, like some of the stuff, like you're dancing for two seconds, or I've seen some videos where there's just like a cool song in the background and they'll like just turn around and it's got millions of likes. And it's like, yeah, what kind of content is this? Uh, I feel like people, like, the age of celebrities is dying. Uh, yeah. I think people have realized that they can become celebrities in their own home.
0: Yeah. And, well,
1: uh, yeah.
0: And it's weird because you don't even need to be celebrity. You can be an animal, too. It's like, oh, it's like, here, here's my... Here's my animals. Yeah, it's like, here's my dog, Fluffy. Uh, she's a big corgi, and, you know, people love corgis, and it's like... And it's just like, you know, just do like... The a dog money. <laughs> yeah, the dog becomes a megastar than you are. It's like, it's just on the content and it's weird how and and i think and you were just saying and there is there is a thing where the celebrity is dying well celebrity by itself where it's like the people who are famous for being famous or you know people who are like rich and famous that sort of thing i see them essentially crossing over to that threshold of social media and, and going on to like tiktok like will smith has a, like a very big amassing following on TikTok, I think. And and he's just been doing that just to, I think, just to stay seen from just because there hasn't been that much of stuff going on around because there hasn't been a need to put out new content. That's,
1: that's a wild thing, too, is that, yeah, even celebrities are like, just like, to be the still-stay celebrities, you know what I yeah. mean? Uh, why are they competing with all these young people on TikTok? They have millions of dollars. I do not get it. Uh, maybe for fun, whatever. But I feel like some of them aren't doing it for fun. I think some of them are doing it to keep their careers alive. Which, you know what? I, I get. Everyone's got to keep their career alive. But uh, it's just become this this mess, almost, where you do have celebrities competing with just regular people. And it's like, wait, where are we? Maybe no one is important, after all. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: uh. Yeah, I feel like they, and again, it's like uh, I've seen people who gotten their, like, I don't want to say like career started because, and it's weird because the, even though there are people who get their start with, with social media that sort of thing, and they do put, they do put out their, you know, singing, stuff like that on their Instagram or maybe even TikTok. Because you know, even though it's a minute thing, it still might go viral, and people go like, oh, you know, I've seen this on Twitter, and you know, people will link the thing on Twitter, you know, the Twitter video might get like even more, much more like higher number of views because you know Twitter is a much more of a fast beast than Instagram is, Was even though Instagram and TikTok are more viral, Ooh, sorry, Twitter is a lot more of a saying thing where celebrities more use their platforms, especially if there's a new song coming out, because, you know, uh, Lady Gaga, you know, she might have a new album with Tony Bennett. So you could just say, hey, to her like millions of followers, don't forget to to, to check out my new album with Tony Bennett coming out this Tuesday or something like that, you know? And like what you just said before, Charlie Domingo, uh, so you could put it out as like, oh, you know, by the way, Uh, don't forget, you know, watch my new TikTok coming out, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's weird how, like nowadays, like, yeah, it's weird how essentially there is an artist celebrity, but the celebrity that you kind of like already know, especially if they were famous for being famous or just famous for being a very great actor or actress, that art is really dying and the art now is now becoming more like the social media artists, where it's just like they're very in tune to what's happening with content and what kind of content people need. And going back to our, our like the earlier discussion, you have people who are striving artists themselves and they're trying to put out content for people who love that content. And then you have people who have tried to do their own artistry and just putting it on that like contentless uh, content, whereas like they don't have an idea what their content is, but they have the pulse of what that contact, like that, what content is now. And to me, it's always weird because I've always seen like people who got famous for being a celebrity, and it's weird because celebrity now has a much more different meaning than it was like 15 years ago. And like I said before. Celebrities are, you know, the term celebrity is dying. So, the the, like, or at least being like redefinition. I mean, redefined as being like, what is celebrity now is much more of a redefinition now compared to like, say, you know, 15 years ago, where celebrity was, you know, a celebrity would be like, oh, Madonna, you know, Billy Idol, uh, Freddie Mercury, you know, those are celebrities, even though they are musicians. A celebrity now would be, uh, you know youtubers you know stuff like that you know i you know i love watching jack sapikai i love watching markiplier you know stuff like that you know and they are celebrities because they are famous youtubers yeah. so it's it's weird how the artist celebrity right has changed compared because of the content has been putting out and i think because of what's been happening especially with uh COVID and stuff like that Celebrities don't really don't have the content that they need in order to uh, promote their stuff. Because if it was a regular thing, you'd be seeing a lot more content from a lot of these celebrities regardless. Especially with the election going around. But because of what's been happening, it's like it's like that. Would that content less world coming out? Whereas it's like the celebrity that is really thriving now is the social media celebrity or the social media artist. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's weird.
1: I think, too, you know, like, celebrities back in the day were untouchable. They, yeah. We're finding out now all these terrible things that people have known for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and we're really condemning people, which is, you know, I, I think it's a good thing that these things are coming out finally. Uh, it's upsetting how long it did take. But some of these people turned a blind eye for so long and were just like, they're celebrities. They can do whatever they're high up, you know, untouchable. But now, like you said, people are looking at YouTube celebrities, TikTok celebrities, and yeah, people do have personas, but I think uh, maybe our generation or something is just more attracted to actual people. Uh, So I think we're starting to kind of get through this phoniness phase and, uh, searching for people who have this similar interest as us you know you watch a game person I'll watch someone who's doing music and I'm like yeah I feel like I'm friends with them they're just much more uh personable and that's what I where I think some celebrities are failing now with transitioning into TikTok and all these things it's like where is their personality some of them do have personalities but it's like what is genuine you know uh what are they saying like are they building a new kind of platform new kind of content Uh, it's hard for them yet to find their way in this new kind of world uh, where, yeah, it, I mean, I think being a person is the best thing to be. Uh, so if you're going to be a celebrity, you're going to be humble, you're going to be all these things like that is, you know, a great kind of celebrity, uh, someone that you can feel like you can talk to, someone you feel as a friend, someone you can yeah. watch for hours on YouTube and not get tired of. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, and it's weird because the way you just mentioned is it, like 10 years ago, uh, I, I, it's weird because I was just, I think T- Tosh 2.0 just had Rebecca Black on, I, I think on his, like, one of his new seasons. I forgot if it is a new season. And they were just talking about Friday and it's like Friday, like 10 years ago, Friday was a big mega yeah. hit because she wasn't a trained singer, but it was a, like one of those fun songs to listen because it was like, oh, it's like Friday, you know, it was, you know it's a fun song to listen to because even though the song itself was intentionally bad, she got famous for singing an intentionally bad song and she got hell for that and because people would make fun of all that stuff. So yeah, and now 10 years later, there could be viral singers who just go like, uh, uh, who could sing like some sort of like acapella thing or maybe even some operatic singing, all that stuff. And they get very big hits and people will love that, but if if it was released on YouTube, stuff like that, like 10 years ago, people, it might've been not the same type of people who would enjoy that. So it's yeah. it's weird how 10 years ago, you know, viral singers were kind of like, uh, like kind of like do that. Like they were kind of like not really touched upon, but it's like kind of like frowned upon, there we go. They were kind of, the, the viral singers were frowned upon, but now, Viral singles now, they're, they're very either loved or they're, or they dislike, but there's always like that middle where they do enjoy that, like, wow, singleness, where it's like the viral singles now, people do love them now. So, yeah. it's, and it's, again, it's weird how social media has essentially been a platform for people now compared to, say, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, I feel like it's a good note to end on. Then <laughs> I feel like
1: I'm. Yeah, social media.
0: <laughs> yeah, so especially and especially since you know you're, especially as a singer and actor, I'm pretty sure you've seen your friends and family. Well, not, well, friends and family, or you know, friends of you know your singer friends and your sing and your acting friends and your family who post all this stuff, especially on the social media, because of you know this is, oh, you know, there's a new social media stuff, that sort of thing, too. And it, it's weird how I'm, you know, I'm talking this, it's weird how I'm kind of, like, not putting down social media. It's like, I'm, it's like the pot is calling the kettle black because I'm, this is how I'm promoting my show to on social media, so. <laughs> yeah, you need to,
1: you have to, you know, it's a related relationship, like, you're like. Social media is like a, a family member, you know? You yeah. have to learn how to uh, live with them. Uh, it's, it's,
0: it's like it's like the crazy uncle that you that you know and love but yep. sometimes it's the crazy uncle that you love today but it's also the crazy but tomorrow might be the crazy uncle that you hate So yeah,
1: maybe don't talk to them for a few days you know and
0: then after a few days it's like okay what you got for me
1: well yeah exactly like
0: yeah i'm definitely battling with social media but uh you know what it's okay <laughs> but but i do have three questions left uh one is the social media question. Uh, do you have any social media use? Do you want to plug?
1: I do. So see, yeah. again, I'm a hypocrite. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're all hypocrites. Uh, That's the common that, in right? general.
1: Because you know, again, I can criticize from here. I can be like social media blah, blah blah. But at the end of the day, I gotta use it. I gotta promote my stuff because how else are people gonna listen? I have to get yes. it times. Uh But I will. I will still complain. Uh, <laughs> so yes. So I have Instagram. Uh, it's read up with silico underscore. Uh, my YouTube just read up silico, and like I said, I just released that 2020 uh, music video. So check it out. Uh, I think it's kind of catchy. Uh, what else? What else? The Twitch. Uh, we're on. You know, streams are kind of random right now, but the username is Ritzpo. Might change it soon. We'll see. And uh, yeah, and then you know, of course, I'm on Facebook. Uh, just my name. I have a page, uh, but and I'm not on Twitter. I've I'm staying away from Twitter for now.
0: Uh, yes, uh, Twitter is a, a black is a black cesspool of either venom and hate, or positively uh, positivity and hate, or something of a mixed bag. Anyway, uh, do you have uh, do you have any projects? Do you ha- are coming out?
1: As- uh, well, I'm hoping to. Do more comedy songs. Uh, I met this girl during quarantine. Actually, her name is Evan. She's an amazing human being. Uh, she was staying with uh, my neighbor actually, and we had met, uh, and we just got along so well. She does musical theater, so we uh, we're gonna try to write comedy songs. Like her and I, we filmed this song that we uh, you know put out yesterday. We filmed it together, and uh, we recorded it together. So we're hoping to. We have a voting song we might put out next week. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna just you know put out content. So just uh, I'm. I think I am ready now to be back on a creative, uh, creative train. So hopefully, um, good things.
0: Yeah, uh, it's good to actually put. And again, like what we were just saying before, it's weird trying to put out a con. It's weird trying to put out content in a contentless world where it's like the contentless world. Like those creators are much more, you know, flare because of their TikToks or something like that. And it's but yeah, I can't wait to actually. Uh, and of course, the links to probably the 2020 song and probably by the end of time this is airing, the. Hopefully, there'll be a music video for uh, uh, the, the, uh, the political song, but they'll probably be in the links down below. Uh, but yeah, and the last question is fairly easy. Do you have any advice to those who are watching right now, especially if they are a struggling uh, singer? Yeah, especially us who are a struggling singer in this time, because it's, as, as, I, as we pointed out, it's hard right now to be a singer, or at least a, yeah. as in general.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, something I discovered during quarantine was flow and patience. Uh, So flow, uh, I I have not read the book, but my own kind of interpretation, my mother and I, we've been talking about it, is, uh, you know, things are not working out the way you want it to. It's just not a part of your flow. So I think only do things that make you feel good. And even if you want to be creative, but it's not feeling good right now to do, you don't have to do it. Go with your own flow you're on your own time, you know, easier said than done, but, but uh, I didn't, and then I think patience plays uh, hand in hand with that too. You have to be patient because sometimes the things you want, they do not happen right away. Uh, but I, you know, I think if you're persistent, if you have a vivid imagination and you're passionate, uh, things will work in your favor and they might even take you to another avenue that you have not even expected. So patience and flow is the best
0: advice I can give. Nice. And on that note, uh, my name, as always, is Brian Dunn Davis. I hope you all have been enjoying this episode of David Rita. Please take care, stay safe and wear a damn mask. And, and stop.)